0: Hi, I'm Teal.
1: And I'm Debbie.
0: And this is the Intentional Community Podcast. Hey, Debbie. Hi, Teal. Um, so welcome, everybody, to the Intentional Community Podcast. Um, we realized that there really aren't hardly any podcasts about intentional community, and so we thought we would try
1: making one. Yeah, we both live in an intentional community in Chicago called Jesus People. And in this season, we're going to be talking to people about... Yeah. our experience in community and what other people think about it.
0: Yeah so we mostly invited a lot of people who don't necessarily live in intentional community and some that some that do or are interested in it so um, in today's episode um, we talked to our friend Joe who works at the coffee shop that our community runs so he has some context for Jesus people but has always been kind of interested in learning more about it and um so he asked us some really good questions, so we're excited to share that with you that conversation. Thanks for uh tuning in it's It's funny because i ha- I haven't actually talked to you very much outside of just like here's your coffee because you' work <laughs> at our you work at our coffee shop sometimes we like hang out like and chat for a little bit but like but that's kind of the idea here is like we like wanted to like grab somebody who isn't like an expert on community or doesn't already know us super well and like um, but knows us enough that we can have a conversation that isn't awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so thanks for coming and uh, being willing to jump in and talk about community life. and. Dude, thanks for
2: having me. I mean, both of you guys, thanks. This mm-hmm. is, uh, is kind of nice because, you know, I, I am, it's weird because our relationship, I'm very re- uh, aware of the two of you and mm-hmm. you, know, you guys come to the shop a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, cool people, but I never have opportunities to talk with Either yeah. of you. you On
0: to the next customer yeah,
2: after give us our know. coffee.
1: Yeah.
2: But I know you both are very friendly, and, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I feel like I talked to you, Debbie, just through Milo. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> yeah, right. You know,
2: but outside of that, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, this, is, this is cool, you know. So thanks again for
1: having yeah. me. Yeah. How long have you been working at the coffee shop? I think,
2: has it been almost two years now? Wow. Yeah, January will be
1: two years. That's great.
2: That's
1: wild. Just flies by. Yeah, it does. And time is especially strange right now. So it's like
2: yeah. Oh my gosh. From March to
1: now, it feels like three years. So
2: it's kind of. Well, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but (laughs) I feel like this whole year has just been. I mean, it's been a wash, certainly. But also, (laughs) it's. I just remember January, and then now. Yeah. Like it feels like it's been a long time but it's also it feels like it's only been
0: a few weeks or something right, you know? right.
1: like we were all on hold or something
0: yeah, yeah. Ugh,
2: i hate feeling like that
0: so yeah I'm, I'm interested in like hearing like your perspective of the community like working at our coffee shop you work out at one of our businesses you don't live in the community but like, so you've learned probably some stuff about it by working with people who do live in the community.
2: Well, dude, honestly, it's kind of funny because when I started working here, I just needed a job. Right. So I didn't, I wasn't aware of the, the, the Jesus people thing, or the, even just the Christian thing, just running through the coffee shop. Like I just, I- um, just trying to get some money. And... I, I was just trying to get some money. <laughs> I was yeah. strapped to cash in, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, I was uh, moving into uptown. So I, I was like, well, why don't I just have a job in the neighborhood? And I, I was coming here all the time to write and stuff and just hang out. So, um, yeah, and then I started working here. And then I started to hear about this Japuza. And I was like, what's Japuza? <laughs> Jesus people. I was like, well, what is that? It's like, oh, it's the community across the street. Like, they they kind of own this place. And uh, like a lot mm. of the people, or a few of the workers were, um, you know, people who M- lived at Jesus whatever, people. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I, it, was, it was so weird. I, like, yeah. I, um, I feel like I just walked into this thing that was this already very alive organism that I was not aware of. And uh, it was kind of a trip. And then, uh, yeah, and then slowly but surely, I started getting sort of more um, acquainted with everybody and seeing familiar faces like you two and Mm -hmm. um, kind of just getting a sense of what um, the Jesus People is about. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious, I mean, how long have you guys lived at Jesus People?
1: So I came in june of 1993 and so 27 years 27 and a half years ago nice yeah (laughs) that's a long time that's not longer than you've been alive but longer than you've been alive or yes Um, i am 26 okay yeah yeah
0: so i think it's been a little over three i hit my three-year mark i think in august does that Mm -hmm. sound right I I, I'm, I, somebody asked me the other day and I was like, it's three or four years and I don't, I actually can't figure it out in my <laughs> what head. What summer?
1: You were here in 2015 summer?
0: I think, I don't know.
1: <laughs> let's just, but, yeah, let's I just think. say and three then, yeah, years. Yeah. And then came back in 2017, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think three years. Um, but I, but I knew Jesus people for a ye- a couple years before I moved in. So like similar to you, like I had, like I knew people here and I, I was um, not too far. I was in the Albany Park neighborhood and, and I, um, I was doing some ministry things. I was working with a youth ministry organization uh, that partnered with Jesus people. So we would re- plan these youth events and Jesus people, Debbie and Tom would bring all the kids to these, like would bring Milo and well, Milo was too little maybe at the time yeah. when I started, but, <laughs> but like bring the kids to these events. And so I got to know the kids first and like the parents and the like youth leaders. Uh-huh. And it was just like, I was at like a normal church at the time, like a traditional model church. And I was very excited about the idea of community because of my experience in college and working at camp and stuff. And I was all fired up about this this kind of buzzword community. Like it's all about community and being together. And I was trying to get my church to be more, like I was known as that guy trying to get people together. And it always felt like pulling teeth just to like get people to hang out Outside of like Sunday mornings and maybe like yeah. one other night of the week, because everybody's living their own lives, you know, and uh, it's just hard to it's hard to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and but when I whenever I would see the Jesus people, like they would come in to these events that we plan, and they were just a different breed. Like if yeah. we were doing a costume party or something, like they, they were, they would go, like, above and beyond. (laughs) People would come in, like, a little, like, you know, maybe some bunny ears, but then Japuza would come in, like, these full-on, like, hair done up, and, like, crazy costumes, and they, like, they just, they had a, the kids had this kind of different, um, uh, feel to them, because they were raised in a community, they were raised, like, by a village, like, they were maybe socialized in a slightly different way, and a little bit more comfortable talking to adults, and, um, and they just stood out to me, and, and the more I learned about them, I was like, oh, you guys are, you're doing a thing over there that I, this is kind of what I wish my church were doing. Like, yeah. And so I kind of got, I just got to know them over a couple of years. It blows my mind when people move into the house just like cold turkey from like Florida or somewhere. They just like, you know, apply and move in. Like, yeah. So you're going to move to Chicago, which is a <laughs> crazy enough thing to do. And then you're going to just move into this commune um, that you don't really know. Um, like good for you. Like that's awesome. For me, I got to like I was in Chicago already, and I got to know people. Um, and it, it was just like this a couple years of like, yeah, yeah. And then like I think I'm gonna. And then I did an internship for summer. And then I thought about it for a year after that. And I was like, by that point, I was like, I knew I was coming. I was just like, this is what I want. You know, this is what I want. Church to be this like kind of like focused on relationships and on being together. And not just on, like, let's see each other on Sunday mornings and the rest is whatever.
2: Well, I think you're touching on something really important there. Um, because you said more uh, traditional churches. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, uh, <laughs> if anything, they're not doing it the tr- traditional way that it's described by the New Testament authors, I think. Right. You know, where that that word church is uh, more in reference to like a congregation, like literally the the Greek translation is like a, it's a, it's not like a church, like a building, it's the congregation of people, it's the community. And so when I found out that's what you guys were doing, I was like, oh, I think that's how church is really supposed to be done. (laughs) It's not supposed to be a a once a week thing. It's supposed to be, you see these people every day, you're in each other's lives and supporting each other, loving each other and uh, raising, mm-hmm. you know, kids, you know, by the village.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think that's like a great thing. I mean, uh, cause I noticed it as soon as I started interacting with, you know, even like Myla, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, she, uh, it's like the, the kids who are raised that way, they seem different, but for the better, where they're, they're not socialized in the way that I was socialized, yeah. which is, you know, by the harsh, ...ness of, I guess, secular society. Sure. Um, and uh, I just, I think it's so cool. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, and it's interesting too, because you two have been there like for different, different like amounts of time. And I'm interested, uh, Debbie, you, uh, like you were there in, or you joined in the 90s and from, uh, you know, our friend Carl, I heard that that was the craziest, most popular time <laughs> yeah. where people were coming in and, It was kind of just, it was wild.
1: It was crowded. Yeah. (laughs) It was a lot of people. And um, a lot of us that came during that time are still here. There's quite a few of us. It was a really rich time of uh, a lot of togetherness and a lot of learning together, too. Like, we had different classes that we would take in the evenings to kind of talk more about community or talk more about our faith or dig into the Bible or whatever, and... um, and I think too there was just a lot of people that would just be like, hey, let's all get together and worship, or let's mm-hmm. let's all get together and, you know, walk to our favorite um coffee tea place at that time was the Kopi Cafe, the cafe. on Clark, on oh North my Clark. Gosh. you know where that is? Yeah. I've been there, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And I mean that was kind of one of the closest ones at that time. I and mean, that was you know, the whole coffee shop thing was not really a thing yet. I mean, it's always been a thing, but you know what I mean? Sure. Every year the every 90s, block, it was kinda, yeah.
2: you know, yeah. sparking it up. That, yeah. Um, with the, the bougie coffee world <laughs> right. thing. Yeah.
1: And so, I don't know, I think, I mean, there's still vestiges of that today where people will be like, hey, let's all walk to the lake, or hey, let's all, you know, go to this place or go to Chinatown, or there, there's still some of that, but there was a lot of us and a lot of young people, and so there was just this kind of constant flow of community happenings that were either social or sometimes spiritual. And of course, too, there was a lot of conflict and, yeah. um, you know, a lot of young people that were single. So people were falling in love or,
0: <laughs> falling you out know, of love.
1: <laughs> breaking the bro code and going after someone else's crush. Oh, and, you God. know, I mean, that kind of stuff <laughs> happens. And when you live, when you're in like a Church that meets just a couple times a week, those kinds of things are painful, but when you live together, those kinds of things are can be really devastating. You know, yeah. like, see those people all the time or maybe work with, you know, someone that you had a crush on that's now, you know, married to someone else or whatever. You know, oh, there's all those kind of interpersonal things. But I think that's really great because life doesn't happen in a vacuum. And mm. relationships go through lots of changes. And it's important to know how to navigate those things and to like stay friends. I and mean, that's, that's it's hard work, but yeah. it's good work and it changes you. You know, when you, mm. when you have to work it out, it's like, this person's not going away. I'm not going to just go to a different church or go to a different service. It's like, well, they're my next door neighbor or we're roommates <laughs> or whatever. So it's like, yeah, you're not I,
0: insulated from the, from those realities and you have to like actually figure it out together. And, yeah and grow from it and not just like put it over here and move on like, um, which I think you miss out on something when you're, when you have, are able to escape in that way. Yeah. So there's some, you know, there's some nice growth moments in that way.
1: And I mean, not everybody participates in those yeah. either, but, sure. and, and I mean, I, I've had times when it's been easier and harder to, mm-hmm. to navigate heartbreak or, or disappointment or, feelings so yeah. I think it's really great to have friends like Teal and be like hey can I sit down with you and your friend that seem to be having a hard time and so I really appreciate I appreciate that and I've always had people like that through my all my years at Chapuza would will be like seems like there's a conflict between you and Joe maybe we could all sit down like, <laughs> sit down and okay. hash it
2: out on camera, you know? Just. Yeah,
1: we always, <laughs> we always turn on a camera. That's really what yeah. this is really like, about. I have some beef with you and we need to settle it right now.
0: <laughs> the other day you made me a coffee and it just didn't... <laughs> oh you. God. No, just, no. no. But, uh, Let's bring up work stuff right here. <laughs> we thought about that. Like what if we... Because it's hard to capture. Um, but like what if people were willing like, hey, we're we're about to have a conversation, like, you know what it's about, I'm gonna confront you about this thing, like, this thing. <laughs> would you mind if we turn on some cameras and we captured this? That would
2: actually be really interesting. It, I think
0: so. But think, I mean, how comfortable the two people would have to be with each other. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't, it would, obviously 90% of conversations it would, there's no way, but if Debbie and I, I mean, potentially, like if we, I think we could handle that because we're, we're deep friends. We understand each other and um, we trust each other and know that we love each other. But like, um, yeah, to like, but, but otherwise uh, it's hard to capture that kind of like, I think that's the best work that's happening at Jesus people is just that like people bumping up against other people, like their brokenness, um, hitting somebody else's brokenness and like what happens from there and, and what you're able to do from like how you're able to, like get through that or um, um i think that's where some of the best work is being done and you can't market that or like tie it up measure. into a like yeah. measure it or like be you know, like you can say that we you can say it in words but like it's pretty hard to describe and it's and if people haven't experienced it then um they don't know they don't wouldn't know what you're talking about anyways like in yeah. a sense um so so th- you know that's you know, we're trying to figure out how to tell that story, like, a little <laughs> bit, um, and, but really, in a lot of ways, you have to come experience it to, like, and, and people will come, when people first move in, um, sometimes they're very, like, excited about community, and they're, like, kind of starry-eyed, as you can imagine, and I had a little bit of that, but like I said, I I was able to know Japoos a little bit, so people warned me, kind of, of, of <laughs> what it was, um, what it was going to feel like, really, and, but, like, yeah, you have that starry-eyed, kind of, and we're always like, so glad you're here. Glad you're excited. And in our heads, we're like, we're excited for that year-end moment, or that six months-end moment, or whatever. Two, three, some, you know, whatever it is, we're ready for that that breakthrough moment where they finally lose their nerve, or like they have some conflict with somebody that feels really big and. Um, and to see, watch them break through that. And that's when when the real work starts to happen. Like when the magic starts to happen is when you can like, especially if it's your fault, if you totally blow something or Uh. like you really are mean to some, unkind to somebody or whatever it is, and then you can own it and not like avoid it. And then people can come around you and be like, it's okay. Like, and we still, you blew it, but we love you. And it's okay. Like I just blew it yesterday. Like we all are making mistakes and it's that moment. It's this liberating, like, I think, you know, like that is salvation actually happening in the now. Like that's not just this thing that like happens when we die. Like we pray the prayer. So then when we die, we get to go chill in heaven. But like that Jesus is doing that work in each other when we're able to like mess up, forgive each other Mm -hmm. and like, and then eat dinner together.
2: I know, and it's, it is um, some of the hardest work, seriously. I yeah. mean, uh, you really, just even being a sort of third party, kind of just seeing from the outside mm-hmm. uh, what maybe that is like, I'm um, understanding the luxury of being able <laughs> to be rude to someone and then never see them again. I'll just be like, oh, I'm never going to that Target again. I'm just gonna <laughs> avoid yeah. this whole part of the town. I'm not even gonna yeah. <laughs> go to Albany Park anymore. And it's uh you can't do that, you know, at yeah. Jesus People, which is I think uh what you're saying, that opportunity to really have that the that real work done on, you know, people's yeah. hearts because it's nothing it, else that you can do. You can't avoid it. It's just, and it's
0: not like we're we have a monopoly on that like phenomenon. Like obviously that's a normal human thing. Um it's just that uh those because we live closer together yeah. it, it happens more often yeah. like <laughs>
1: accelerated yeah <laughs> yeah i like to call it accidental discipleship right because it's yeah. like you know we're we're not necessarily i mean sometimes like right now we we're doing some you know small groups or whatever but we're through the all the time that i've lived here there's been some times when we've been more uh traditional about like purposefully studying the bible together or having small groups or you know, doing that kind of more purposeful work. But then there's other parts of the time that I've been here where there's not maybe anything structured, but it's like, I really am having a hard time. And so I call up a friend who's a mentor and I'm like, hey, can I just, what what are you doing today? Can I just go with you yeah. while you're shopping or while you're taking a walk? And can I just talk mm. this thing out? And it's interesting because in the last week, I've had three conversations with three different women where we were just really sharing our heart and talking about spiritual things. And, and in all three of those conversations, I'm like, why can't this be church? You know, like what, what are we, we're, we're in this moment where church is kind of strange anyway, because of, you know, global pandemic. Um, <laughs> but this, this idea that yeah, that's church, too. Like this gathering of people that want to talk about God and want to grow in our faith. So, yeah, we're having a church moment. It doesn't have to be a building, this like you said. It. It's this like, is it Yeah, right here. this is it, too, right? I mean, anytime people are gathered and, and want to grow spiritually or, or get closer to God, that's that's church.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I I think um it's somewhere in the New Testament. Paul says something along the lines of, being in this constant state of prayer.
1: Yeah.
2: Or it's not this thing you just do maybe once a day or you yeah. forget and it's just like <laughs> you know, you and it's just
1: I'm gonna eat now, so bless yeah, the food. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's
2: it's this constant just sort of uh, relationship and it's an active conversation yeah. with not just God, but I mean, you know, people, the mm-hmm. having fellowship with your with your church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know and uh which is what you guys are doing all the time which is awesome
0: yeah it's and often people are surprised either if they're visiting or if they're new they're surprised or maybe even disappointed that there isn't more structured like (laughs) prayer and worship time and kind of these classic christian like um traditions maybe like uh, or practices um that when you are if you're in if you're operating a church that's a church model where you're seeing each other It's kind of built around the sunday service which isn't bad but you have to like this is the time that we're going to this is our one or two hours together really and so we're going to focus in and do you know do our worship time. it makes sense to do it that way but when you're together all the time um it's not it just becomes a little bit more grounded it feels a little bit more like a family that like in your family you don't like worship every night together most families don't I don't know maybe maybe some but um uh you know and it's not this like constant like okay we're gonna have our morning prayer and then we're gonna have our like afternoon worship service and we're gonna have our discipleship program at night um it's less like camp in that sense I think sometimes people expect it to be more like camp like just like Christianity, but more, like more Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in that way, and it's like, well, it's not, it's, I think when, you know, the more time you spend together when you're really living together, um, it just becomes more practical and more like, it's just woven through. It's like, yeah. it's like I, don't, I don't need to worship with you every day, but I need you to be kind to me every day. Yeah. And to like see me every day and to like um, be okay when on the days I'm grumpy. And like, I need you to show up to dish it, your dishes shift. <laughs> and I need you to like, you know what I mean? Like that. It, all of those are acts of worship in a sense, or acts of, um, I don't know, church loving the, your neighbor, loving your yeah, neighbor, yeah. Um, and um, there's there's all these yeah opportunities to exercise forgiveness and sacrifice and compassion and all these things that Jesus makes is pretty clear about. Um, and so yeah, it's it is it is kind of this like yeah accidental or just kind of ubiquitous like. We're just trying to do it together in um, this church thing. And, um, but sometimes it can be frustrating uh, for people who are coming and expecting something different. Um, yeah, because
2: I, I like the way that it, it, it sort of flows naturally in the way that you're describing, because it kind of reinforces this very prevalent truth that I think is ignored, um, that we need each other. Yeah. Like we can't exist separate of each other. And I think that's kind of a lie that we get from society where, yeah. you know, we live in apartments, we live by ourselves, it's my stuff, don't touch it. And <laughs> it's, but that's so removed from how things actually work and how things mm-hmm. work well. Yeah. Because if I don't, if I just walk around, you know, life just trying to guard my stuff and I don't see anybody as my brother or my sister, it's mm-hmm. gonna be chaos. I'm, everyone's an enemy and it's like that's no way to live you know and I think um, that's why the importance of church uh, in its you know actual translation of being like a congregation is such Mm. a necessity to the big C church you know yeah and um, that's why I mean I love uh, what you guys are doing and I I actually uh, so I kind of got your answer here but I'm curious about Debbie what made you like how did you even I guess I'm asking for your origin story in a sense where how did what where were you at in your faith? And then how did you find out about Jesus people? And then what made you, you know, pull the trigger and be yeah, like, all right, yeah. I'm doing this?
1: <laughs> so I had been living in Sycamore, Illinois, which is not that far from here. Mm-hmm. And it seems closer now because there's like more urban sprawl um, than when I lived there. But um, so I've been living there and I was teaching high school math in a public high school and i really enjoyed that a lot and i was volunteering with my church's youth group and i had filled out an application to come here and i'd also been thinking about doing a different um working with a different church and i actually went to visit that other church to see kind of what was going on there it was in aurora illinois and i went Is that where you're from? That's where I'm from, Aurora, Illinois. No way.
2: <laughs> Sorry, please, I didn't run to. Aurora. Yeah, no,
1: that's fine. The So I went to Aurora to this church that I was thinking about going for the summer because they were doing this really cool like um, outreach program for youth for the summer. And the, the time that I went there, someone was speaking. He's, uh, anyway, famous speaker. And so I, I wanted to go hear him speak, and I also wanted to find out more about that program. And I go there, and the speaker was good friends with a lot of Jesus people who also came to that same event. And so I ended up at the lunch breakout time at a table full of Jesus people. And I was like, huh, well, maybe that's kind of a sign. You know, I'm always like, I kind of love that kind of stuff. Oh, same. And so then I, um, so this is 1993, so I had a paper application that I had filled out, right? And so it was in my, I had one of these big purses that kind of looked like a big saddlebag. And I had my application and a bunch of other who knows what in this bag. And I went to visit some good friends of mine. And I left my purse in my car and went to visit my friends in a really nice part of Sycamore. And I was only in their house like, I don't know, 30 minutes. I come back out and my purse had gotten stolen out of my car. And so I was like, this is weird. But I had to get home. Anyway, so I I go back to my apartment and they had called the police and, and whatever. And so the police knock on my door of my apartment and they're like, well, we didn't find your purse, but we found these two things. And they handed me my wallet with everything in it except for, like, a $20 bill. So, like, my credit card, my ID. We found your wallet and this paper. And they handed me my application that I had <laughs> filled out that I hadn't <laughs> mailed yet. And I was like, well, that's, that's it. That's my sign. I'm, I'm going to go there. And at the time, I was living with a family from my church, a single mom and some kids. And um, she had gotten out of a bad situation and was... Living with her four daughters and needed someone to stay overnight because she, the only job she could get was an overnight nursing job. And Mm. so I was living, there were six of us living in a three bedroom apartment. And it kind of gave me a taste for Mm -hmm. community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And also just, I mean, I love the church. I love the church that I went to. And so this is not a, nothing, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say anything bad about anyone else's. Church, but I lived with this family for a year, and really nobody had a over for dinner. Like we weren't a traditional <laughs> family. I mean, it was like a mom and a nanny and four kids, right? And um, and because of her working nights, she didn't. She wasn't able to go to the Sunday service, and and so even though we were like she was a church, she had gone to that church. Nobody really. There wasn't a there wasn't a connection, there wasn't a way to like help this family. And I think that started to tug on my heart too. Like church should be a place where this family gets supported, Mm. even though they can't attend this, this window of, of time. Um, and, and a place where people's needs are known and, and kind of met. Mm. So, and I think that church does a good job of that. It's just that and my we, experience and, with this family, just God and, was working on my heart to bring we me can
0: here. And fa- we can fall into that too. I mean, there's oh, yeah. plenty of times where it's like, oh man, we, somebody might be like, nobody's reached out to me in right. a few weeks. Yeah. And I'm going through this and you know that I'm going through this and nobody, you know, it's not right. like we get everything we're right. Moon. But yep. we, because we live, again, it's just, it's not that we're better people. <laughs> it's just that because we're living close, so close together, it's more likely that I'm going to walk by somebody's room and be like, man, I haven't, I haven't talked to them in a while. Or like, or have you, have, it's like, have you seen Susie? <laughs> yeah. Like I haven't seen her at dinner a couple, you know, a couple nights in a row or whatever. And it's like, it's just that it's easier to reach out to each other. And there's, and we share the load of doing that together. Yeah. Um, so I, just to say like it, that happens here too. <laughs> like, yes,
1: absolutely. But
0: go on. Your but origin that was, story. So
1: that's my origin story. So then I, I sent in my application after the policeman gave it to me and, um, I, can't remember if I heard back it was kind of the the communication was kind of hard at that time like I nobody Carl. had cell phones there was no you know it's like I think was there I guess there was email but it wasn't like now where it's just you know in your pocket at all times right, right. so I I think whether or not I heard back I was like I'm going and I came and I I mean right when I walked in I just felt like I was home. Uh, And I was just gonna stay for the summer, but by the middle of summer I knew I wanted to stay, stay, so.
2: Yeah, well, and I guess like, maybe just for people who are struggling to find ways because you know they live in society in a very typical sense and they feel like this isn't how Jesus would have wanted me to live Mm -hmm. and I'm constantly thinking about bills all the time and other stuff, Mm -hmm. like what about it um, you know, charmed you guys to want to stay and that you were thinking maybe just where you were spiritually, emotionally, where you're like, this is this is the way that we're supposed to be doing this. Mm.
0: I think for me, God uh, was always a very confusing, like, like I grew up in the church and I grew up going to youth group. I was the youth group kid. I always loved church, like in the sense that <laughs> Like it was coming together, and I was in, and I and I felt valued in church. I felt like my gifts, my like leadership gifts, and my like my personality traits were more valued in church spaces than than in like school. Or because I wasn't like that great at sports, and I wasn't that great at a lot of things. Uh, but it felt like I was good at youth group because I was <laughs> because I was good at being kind. I was good at like being a leader in that way, and like including people and. It just, it, it just felt like, but it wasn't that I had this like God moment anywhere down the line where I felt like God was speaking to me in this very audible way or that I felt this spiritual feeling. Um, really up to this point, like through it all, I've never really had that experience. And so when people would like raise their hands and like, and or like have like cry about something I was always like wow that's cool like (laughs) I wonder if should I be doing that like you know like um should am I doing something wrong that I'm not feeling that or but through it all I always just felt like well I just like it here I just like I like the idea of Jesus like I like it seems like a good way to like treat people like this like I'm inspired um and and so maybe that was the spirit working through me just in a different way. But for me, it just always felt like different than what I was seeing as a mark of you're doing it right. Like you're doing the God thing right. Because I just never felt like I had that like spiritual experience. And that, that was always confusing to me and it still is. Um, I have no idea what, it, how, what it's supposed to be like. Um, but it's always this, this kind of thread is always woven through of like, Oh, this is where I'm really, my gifts are used well, is in this context of including people, of doing life together, of having fun. Like, I just love to have fun with people. I love to, like, it's like, this is fun. Why don't we just keep doing this? Why is this, like, a thing that we squeeze in if we have time? Yeah. Like, we, like, we focus our lives on work and, like, providing for your family and, like, doing all this stuff. So that we can have like in the margins like a little bit of time to see each other and be together, and right. it just seems like strange to me. And so it's a it was rip always, off, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's like come on. And so it was like, and then you go to college, and college was is that communal experience. It's like all that, right? It's like you're lucky if you get any classwork done. You're like all just <laughs> hanging out, and like it's community. Um, and if you have time, you'll work on your paper, and you're mm-hmm. you know like at least that was my experience, um, but. But then like summer camp was the same thing. Working at summer camp, it's just like you're, you're, it's, you're in it together the whole time and um, it's all focused on that togetherness. And then as soon as you graduate, it's just like, okay, that was done. Like pack it up. Now it's time to like pivot for all of us to pivot into like normal life. Yeah. Uh, and I just was like, no, I don't buy it. I don't buy it that that's the only option. I'm not saying like, Y'all are like evil or stupid or whatever for like wanting that if anybody wants that. But I was just like, for me, it's like that can't be the only way to do this. Um and yet, church, like um, just in a or like faith in itself, and then the traditional sense of like having this relationship with God and prayer life, that was all still very confusing to me, and it still is. Like I'm still figuring that out, but but i It was always in the context of community and in deep relationships that that made more sense to me that Jesus made more sense to me. yeah um, I can't really imagine trying to do the faith thing um, like in my own house, in my own apartment, in my own separate job where I'm commuting to church, commuting to my job, commuting to my small group, commuting to my community. Um, it just um this so the idea of of kind of making the relationships the focus and the way in which Jesus can impact all of us and have a relationship with us, um, that was always, um, it was like, I was prepared for that the whole way. Like looking back, it makes sense now. Yeah. Um, and like, oh yeah, that's, that's always been true for me. That that's always when I felt like really myself is when I was in this kind of community centric um, position and, and environment and so, yeah, that's what made that. It just felt like, oh, you guys are doing the thing that I that I wish all the churches were doing. Like, that. that so it just made sense for me from the beginning. Yeah. If that makes sense.
2: No, it totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I t- that totally vibes with, I mean, uh, just the things that even personally that I've noticed just as a casual observer, just the things that have charmed me about the community. Uh, yeah. It seems like you guys really care about each other. And I like that uh, comparison to the, um, like college thing, cause I never actually thought about that until you just said that. Mm-hmm. And cause I went to the acting conservatory. Okay. And uh, some of those people, or actually everybody who I did that program with, um, cause like especially the people who I went all three levels with, and it was just really intense 12 mm-hmm. hour days, we're rehearsing, we're hanging out, we're at the bars chilling or whatever, yeah. and I mean those people are probably going to be my friends for the rest of my life. Absolutely. You know? like, and and you that was only people. just from that brief time of yeah. just being constantly in each other's business and yeah. just being around each other all the time. And so an acceler- I like that. It's
0: accelerated.
2: Like, and, mm-hmm.
1: and there was probably conflicts too, right? Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes indeed. Um, well, I'm kind of with you too, Debbie. I, I mean, I'm interested to hear maybe if you have uh, some specifics on what charmed you about it. But honestly, I'm a big science guy. Like, I feel like God speaks uh, just through whatever, whatever ways he knows you're listening. Yeah. And, uh, and so that just seems, even metaphorically, that's very beautiful that you got your purse stolen and the only things that were returned to you were your wallet so you could have your credit card and your ID and the Jesus People application. Right. You won't like, need any all of that other need. stuff. That's all you need. That's all you need. Just <laughs> give you this and here's the
1: application. And I, I had kind of a different, so my initial feeling was, wow, I'm home, right? Um, I grew up in a, in a household where we always had, you know, missionaries that came, we'd have them over for dinner, or my dad would be like, oh, I'm bringing this guy home from work, you know, he's, he's new in town, and, you know, always strangers and new people, and my parents um, hosted Bible studies in our home, and there, there was just a lot of that kind of um, community, and so I, I was already really loved, I, I always loved it. And um, so when I first came, I was most excited about, like, cause I had been living with this single mom and her four kids. So I was most excited about this idea that, you know, people are seen and people's needs are seen. And um, like, we're all doing this together and I was super gung ho and <laughs> I'm whatever. <laughs> and I was 23. So um, I was, yeah. Anyway, I I loved it and was excited about it. And then I kind of had that crashing Mm. moment because. How far in? It's hard. I mean, it's hard to say now. It's so.
0: But before you were married. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I came
1: in 93 and I got married in 99. So in the first couple of years, years you hit a crash. Yeah. Probably in the first year. Okay. Because I, I mean, I have a really good friend who I had before I came to community who always like really shot me straight and could see through any of my, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm fine um, (laughs) kind of facade and helped me to start this journey of like accountability and authenticity. Mm -hmm. But I think that I would prefer to just be fun and happy and Peaceful, mm-hmm. um, which you can't. I mean, you just can't man, maintain that for years. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even really maintain it for weeks, but <laughs> you try. Yeah. And you know, I think I the first time I, you know, disappointed someone or got angry at someone or had a conflict, and it was just like, oh, ugh, I I want out. You know, yeah. and there was a lot of that feeling, or I want to spin it to make myself look better, or I, you know, I don't Mm. quite want to face myself. Mm. Um, And so I think for me, that being loved through those moments, like having to see myself in reality, and then being loved despite those things was really huge for me. And I it's not that I hadn't experienced it before, but I just hadn't really been honest with myself before yeah. that of like how difficult I would be to live with or, you know, I mean, we ought, and there's nobody that's easy to live with. I'm, I mean, I, I haven't found anyone. I, not to say. I don't enjoy no living one? with people. But, no one? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not easy, right? I mean, nothing worth having is easy and nothing that's valuable doesn't come with, without some Hard work and determination, right? And I just think the things that we are putting our time and effort towards are just different values. Like I don't have a big bank account, but I feel like I have rich and deep friendships that are authentic and that I've been a total jerk at times through. So, I mean, that's, that's huge, but it took me a while. And there were a couple times where i was like oh i just gotta go i i i gotta go now i <laughs> i've i've I, I don't know how to get past this one right yeah and it's like well you do one day at a time get past those yeah.
2: well and but that's what's so cool though because that truly is the work where i think people it, they hear the sort of salvation message or you know <clears throat> they they, they they hear the gospel, the good news. Jesus is, has come; he is the king, and we are all saved. And yeah. but the, after that, because you know, I mean, Jesus is essentially you know the gesture of you know God, um, you know, extending his merciful hand towards his you know flawed human creation, <laughs> and yeah. and uh, we we have to accept that and in that context, it seems like a great gift to accept. You're like, yes, all right, I'm in. And, uh, <laughs> but it's even, but then we have to keep living that out day to day with each yeah. other. And that's really where the hard part comes because it's not as easy as, yeah, you, you just love everybody. It's like, well, no, <laughs> actually love everybody. Yeah. And, yeah. and that doesn't even mean just saying nice, vapid things all the time. Right. It's right. more like being with people oh, and you know, they've wronged you and now you have to, Okay, let's just breathe and just try to get through this. And I'm not going to hate you. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. And you just kind of keep finding ways to extend
0: that, you know, loving, forgiving hand towards your brother or your sister, you know? It gets real, man. And that's the like, that's been the, my, the closest thing for me to a crashing or like a, certainly some walls to try to get through (laughs) is like, for me, it was like, oh, I'm not that kind actually. (laughs) Like I'm not that patient, actually, and I, and I really thought I was. I was like, because I had built myself up as this, like I'm the community guy, like I'm great, I'm go- I'm gonna be good at this. Like my college roommates got me like a sign, like that you put on like a business uh, office door that said like community enforcer, and it had like a guy with a bow and arrow. <laughs> I don't know why a bow and arrow, but, um, but I, I, so I really, you know. I knew I wasn't perfect, but I just felt I was coming in pretty confident, like I'm gonna be good at this. <laughs> I'm gonna be good at like kind of loving everybody and just being easy to work with or whatever. And I just, I just did not expect how like bad I would be at that. <laughs> like I, I, didn't, I actually don't have that much patience for people, especially people that are different than me, that see things differently than I do. Um, and I, cause I, that was the, that's the big difference in college and in life in general, you find a bunch of people that are like you generally. And, and, uh, you know, that you agree you have this generally the same politics or the same like theology or whatever it is. You kind of find a group that's easy to be with. Why would you make it hard on yourself? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you're different than us, then go find some people that are like you, and then we'll stay over here, and you'll, and then we won't have to do this conflict thing so much. And you'll still have conflict with people, but like, it, but when, the, but when you really see things like a really important thing very differently, or you mm-hmm. have a very different communication style, man, it gets real. And and you, and the hard part isn't that for me, it isn't that oh, I can't deal with this person, and that's what makes this hard. It's that. I can't deal with this person. And, and that shows me how it, it makes me realize that I'm, I'm, I don't have it in me. And like, do I actually have enough, whatever it takes to like love people? I've made my whole, I've told myself that I've made my whole life about like <laughs> loving others. And it's this almost identity crisis of like, maybe I'm just not good at it. Maybe I can't actually love people. And you just start to question but that's
1: the good news, right? I mean that's yeah. the good news that we can't do it. Right. And I think that in other settings, like when you curate your community group or mm-hmm. when you're just at church for a couple hours, you can pretend that you're good at it. Yeah. Or you can be really good at it. Yeah, for the awkward that person that, that you talk
0: to at the donut table. Right. You can talk to have an awkward conversation with them five minutes once a week. Right. But to like sit for a whole hour of or dinner to live or next door, live next door or, and yeah. I, like work with them every day <laughs> <laughs> for hours a day. Like, so it, you, it tests it again. It's everything, it is turned up and accelerated in that way. It's like more intense.
1: Yeah, but it shows, I mean, I think it shows you the gospel message that like, yeah. you you can't do it. Yeah. You need help, right? I mean, it's, it's like step one of, of the 12 steps. Like our lives are unmanageable and we need help, right? I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. and we get there. I get there every day.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: And every day I have to say I, I, need, I need God's help. It's but extreme. I think it's great that you're a theater person because I studied theater in college. Oh, very and cool. I think that one of the big reasons why I loved Jesus people right when I got here was because I loved, my theater friends are still some of the dearest people to me. And, and one of the first communities of people, we were not the same as each other <laughs> at all a really diverse group yeah. of, of humans. and But we really loved each other, and you kind of have to if you're doing shows and, and working together. Mm. So I think that you being having the theater background, you kind of understand community. I mean, I, I think theater people are really great at community and accepting people and working through things mm. and loving each other. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: well, that's funny, actually, that you bring that up, you know, your past theater friends, because I was going to ask uh, the both of you, how uh, do your friends from before Jesus people see your situation now? And do you still talk to your past friends? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the
0: what's yeah. the vibe there? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I yeah. So I went to college here in the city in Chicago. So my friends that stuck around, uh, particularly I, I I stay in touch with them. I still have a small group with some of my best friends that we meet once a week. Uh, been meeting in the park since the uh, pandemic, or uh, since it was nice out enough. But um, yeah, so and then yeah, so I still stay stay in touch with them, and um, and they love because they see me as the community guy. They they're like, oh yeah, you found this is right for you. Um, they saw me the the you know the main season of my life where I was kind of becoming like figuring out who I was in that in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, so for all of them from college, they're like, oh yeah that's great. Like, of course you would do that. And like, they're thrilled for me. And, and I think that people that, you know, there's other people in my life that don't, that don't necessarily get what we're doing. Like they're like, you know, friends or family that are like, this is what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, this is, you're, you're moving where? Like, excuse me. But by that point probably got used to me doing strange things. Um, and so it wasn't altogether surprising, but they, there's a, to their credit, like a large amount of trust that they, they can see that it's good for me. Like they can see that I'm happy. And, and, um, so there's a general like, Hey, I don't know exactly what that's about with the commune thing. And (laughs) like, you know, like there's some like, they, you know, maybe they have their suspicions of, of course they would, you know? Um, but in general, like if it works for you, that's great. You know? So there's sometimes there's conversations that, um, but it's fun for me to like try to explain it to like, to like talk to my grandpa about it and like, who like manage it. My grandpa manages a or used to own and manage a whole business. And he, so he kind of, when I talked to him about how I'm a coordinator of, and I have to do some kind of management and HR kind of work, he's like, oh yeah. And he'll share stories about how he had to like, <laughs> you know, like talk to people who, you know, and just like deal with conflict in his business and we can find common ground. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think mostly my friends and family are like, yeah, that that's weird, but that makes sense. I can see it, you know. <laughs>
1: So I've been here a long time, um, and so i I do keep up with some friends that I've had since high school and college, and I had a couple of my theater friends visit me here, and I think they were totally like, oh yeah <laughs> and and some of my some friends who were kind of more in the more traditional faith uh settings were kind of like, "What what are you doing so it's it's funny um that some of my friends who they, they're, they're people of deep faith, but they weren't necessarily in like this, you know, traditional kind of church settings. Uh, those folks who came to visit me were just like, Oh yeah, this is totally you. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Um, and my, my parents actually stayed here for a couple of years and that was fantastic and helped us when our kids were Small, so they're super supportive and
0: I gave them a window into what it is here.
1: Yeah, and it's really that's really fun because we have a lot of shared uh, friends and shared stories and, and when they come to visit, they're you know the rock yeah. stars. And my parents
0: are gonna watch this later and be like, I hope Teal does not expect us to, <laughs> to Jesus people. We will visit <laughs> for a few hours and then we will no, leave. They, 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 they visit. They're great. Um,
2: do you, now, uh, you guys have kind of like thrown the word around, um, do you guys, how do you feel about the, the word commune and is it kind of one of those things where you have to be in one to use the word,
0: you know, <laughs> kind of thing, where it, it, in any other context it's kind of got a negative connotation? That is interesting. I, I think a commune just had, because of like all the shenanigans that happened through the like, whatever, 60s and 70s of like, like, cause a lot of communes started up in that era, yeah. like in the hippie era and mm-hmm. like secular and religious and otherwise. And, uh, and some of them got really wacky, right? Yeah. Because they're usually because there was like one person that was like a leader and kind of determining what the, you know, there's a lot of reasons that, a that, that kind of uh, model can get wacky. Um, and so, yeah, so there's a lot of connotations about that word, I think. Um, but it is the, literally the most descriptive word of what we're like, what we're doing. So I'm not, I haven't given up on the word yet, <laughs> but I think that depending on the crowd that I'm talking to, I might not use that word. Cause they might immediately just like write it off as like, oh, you're some kind of cult or whatever. Um, they equate, uh, like, there's no difference to them between commune and cult. Like it is, mm-hmm. you know, so. So for the sake of communication, sometimes I, I, but I, I'm not offended by the word certainly, but I, it's not always the best communication tool. Um, you know, so intentional community is kind of a word that, uh, a word that came from somewhere, I don't know, like the early 2000s. I don't know when it kind of came to from like Shane Claiborne and like some different people who, um, kind of brought that into, um, more, um, popularity um, so often we use the word intentional community is maybe like a a, a rebranding of commune or a sp- more specific kind of commune that is focused in on the idea is is relationships uh it's not like we're centered around like um like gardening like a farm like some yeah, in my mind right. a commune is like has this, some kind of objective like we're here to like run this farm or something sometimes i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> but so, but for us, it feels like we're here to be together and to love one another, and to be and to like figure out how to follow Jesus together. Um, and so, intentional community feels like maybe the best way to describe that. Yeah, I'm,
1: yeah, I, I participate with this uh, nurturing communities network of Christian intentional communities all over the country and uh, a few in Canada and other parts of the world as well. And so I'm like connected to all these other communities, and so I think we use yeah we use the word community or intentional community more than commune. I, I don't hate the word, but yeah I don't I don't know. I I rarely use it, but I do sometimes use it because if I say intentional community, sometimes you're like I, I don't I don't have any. Yeah. Yeah, because we means. just
0: made up the thing intentional communities, so it's not no, like no. Everybody... I mean,
1: it's been around for a long time. There's actually an intentional communities uh, organization that's that's for intentional communities that are faith based or not faith based. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, there's there's really a lot, yeah. and people just don't realize it, right? Yeah. And
0: so we didn't make it up, but if you don't if you don't know about that niche of right, the world, then right. you probably don't know the word. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I don't. I have I don't hate it. It's just, I mean, I like the word kibbutz better. <laughs> Beca- well, because that's like a faith kind of yeah. thing too. And and uh, some people have a connection with that. Yeah. I don't know. Kibbutz,
0: yeah. Kibbutz. Yeah, it's yeah. A Jew, like a Jewish. Z- I was gonna say, it sounds Yiddish, I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a, it, it's a Jewish. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was first talking about Israel. joining
0: Jesus People, my friend uh, Gleet from my old church I was describing it to a bunch of people and people are kind of like, oh yeah, it's my Christian friends. And she's like a messianic Jewish friend. And she's like, oh yeah, it's like a kibbutz. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but it sounds, yeah. but you're the person that has understood me the best so far as I've tried to describe this. So <laughs> she was like, oh yeah, it's like a kibbutz. It's a Christian kibbutz or whatever, Yeah. so. Yeah.
2: Wow,
0: that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, how, uh, well, it's, it's interesting because like when I first found out about Jesus people, and you know, it's this idea of sharing resources. No one's really making money. Mm-hmm. Um, is it stressful? Not mm. having, you know, I guess
0: money saved up or. Yeah. So I, for me, everybody's different. For me, I, I. Um, it's nice to not have to think about money oh, um, I as bet. much, like. <laughs> Um, you know, but I say that with some privilege, like I, I come from some money, like my family has money. Um, but if you, if you grew up not having any money, um, and you came to Jesus people and you had like dreams of like being able to like have a different life than what you had and have not, you know, like, I just think money is so strange, right? You can have, depending on your background and experience with it, for some people, it's a bigger sacrifice to like quit their job and come commit to living here and not, Earning this big retirement fund or like savings, um, so for some people it's a, a lot bigger sacrifice than for others, and that's no that's no joke. Like that's a real part of the commitment. We don't ask for people to give us any money when they move in. We tell them to keep their stuff um, <laughs> because it gets more complicated. Um, but but it, you do commit to working forty hours a week for Japuza and and not earning you know not earning a wage for that for however long you're here, and so. Um yeah it's it's no small thing but i think in the within that we, we don't have to think about money very much um and that's nice like it's it's nice to just know that you're provided for that like anything that came up the community would have my back you know like um and and all my kind of daily basic needs are covered and and um yeah and like any money i make on a side job or something just like is in my pocket cuz i have no bills to pay
1: yeah. I don't have to pay
0: for gas for a car for rent for groceries like all that's just straight tie takeout and seeing movies and whatever, you know, like, so in a sense it makes it a lot easier. Um, but it is different for everybody. I think, I don't know what you,
1: well, I mean, I'm, you know, I have two children and my husband's family lives in Europe. So I think, you know, I'm a, i am I love when God provides or like when things kind of miraculously work out. So for me, over these past decades, it's just felt like um, almost like a treasure hunt or like a, okay, how's God gonna provide for this? Cause we need to fly all four of us over to uh, Austria to visit David's family. So, you know, how are we gonna do it? And we have amazing supportive families who would help with that. And then we would find, you know-
2: Espresso machines. Espresso machines. Just playing it around.
1: Oh so gosh. I mean, there's just ways that God provided, and it it just feels miraculous and 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 fun, um, but it doesn't always feel miraculous <laughs> and fun. So, you know, there's been different times or or different things. And I'm like, oh well, you know, the kids need braces, or you know, now my son's going off to college, or and and each new opportunity like that is like a way for me to step out in faith. And sometimes it feels like, oh, maybe the, you know, the, the road will appear as I put my foot out, you know? Um, and so, yeah, the, my relationship to money is just really different than it ever was. Mm -hmm. And it, it feels freeing in most ways. And then also maybe a little anxiety producing in other ways, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I feel like there's been enough things that I've been through now that God has continued to show that He's gonna provide for me that I I feel like I almost can always rest in that. Yeah. Not not totally, but and it's taken years. And mm. and I just I've been really thankful throughout the years of different side jobs that came up and different ways like uh, some friends wanted David to build them a deck. And so, I mean, he loves to work with his hands. At that time, he was working in an office. So he got to, like, build this deck for friends. And then they paid him for his work. And that helped us get to Europe. So it's like, you know, just things like that that I, I feel like, wow, God really came through.
2: Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, honestly, that is, I mean, it's so beautiful because it does put you in this place of having to trust um, that God is the provider that he says he is. Yeah. And not trying to preach abundance gospel or anything like that, <laughs> right. but it's, it, it, is, it just seems, you know, those serendipitous moments where huh. whatever, just, it kind of just worked out. Yeah. And I don't think those are accidents, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you talk about your relationship with money too, it makes me think um, how maybe, I mean, I don't want to come off I'm not saying this to throw shade at anybody, but just it seems that most people our relationship with money it's uh, it's kind of a, a sick relationship, mm-hmm. and the, the the phrase or the the sentiment. Um, comes to mind when people say, uh, man, I, like, I want to have so much money where I don't have to care anymore. I don't have to be nice to anybody because <laughs> I got so much money, I can just be rude. Yeah. And, and I don't have to worry about just like, you can't touch me, I got so much money. Right. And I think that's kind of, in a weird way, the, the aspiration that everyone has with money, especially like myself uh, personally, I, I didn't come from money at all. You know, it was always like a struggle. And so the idea of having less money is, <laughs> very, like, it's just, it makes me very anxious. Um, because you kind of have this, you know, thought that maybe money is going to free you or that it's gonna give you some security that, you know, you've never had before. And it's, but I, I think that the way that you guys are doing it, um, and just like these intentional communities are trying to do it, it's trying to, you know, teach people to have a different kind of relationship with money and, and also reinforce again, like what we talked about earlier, how we need each other. And yeah. that that's, that's greater than any money in your bank account because you can have a bunch of money and just hate everybody and no one can say nothing to me. But then when you actually need someone's help or it, it just, it's devoid of any real life yeah. or mm-hmm. goodness. It's just yeah. all very, I'll pay you to do this thing for me. Yeah. I you know it's very like you don't want to do this thing, but what if I throw a couple extra bucks in there for right. you? And then right. people, and how you have, can you
1: know if people really like you or if they right. just want to be connected to your?
2: Yeah, yeah, they want to just be connected to your money. But then it's you know, <laughs> but if you actually have someone you know uh, building a deck for you because they love you, it's just like wow. It <laughs> yeah. puts you in a weird position where you're just like, all right, yeah. like I have to just accept this and walk in this. Yeah, and 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 just and and it's just it. It inspires, I think, a different
0: kind of it. What well, de-centers? Is that the right word? It it kind of takes money out of the center. So it's like yeah. we still have to like whatever. We still have yeah. to use money here, um, but and we make money to support ourselves and to support our ministry. But um, it takes it out of the center. Um, and for some people, their work here revolves around money, like their job, their day job, and it revolves around you know helping make money for the community. But um, and they, maybe that's their gift, maybe that's their kind of their sacrifice so that the rest yeah. of us don't have to like constantly think about it and have it in the center of our lives. Yeah. Um, and for them, it's more of a gift and less of a like, I'm earning my own money, like yeah. building <laughs> up my own treasure. So yeah, I think it does it does change the relationship with money, I think for sure. Um, it, I, I hear a lot of people say like like, it's nice to not have to think as much so much about it and like worry about,
2: Bills. how I'm gonna
0: provide for my yeah. family or for myself. And so I think that's, that's a nice thing.
2: Um, and you sure. realize quickly, that's mostly what you think about when you have that removed from you. You're like, yeah. wow, like my head's
0: just more clear. Like, yeah. I don't know what Seems it is. Seems a lot more space. What was in that space before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I, I, I know for me, having that removed gave me a little more space for creativity. Mm. And I think there has been a lot of like art and music that has come out of the community. And I think it is because we had more margin than, I mean, I know lots of people make music and art and whatever, but I just mean, as a, as a small group of people, the amount of music and art that we've been able to kind of produce is kind of exponential because of this, a lot more margin and, and this space to kind of, maybe dream a little.
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, and taking, pow- a, a money, another money piece is that um, it takes the power away from money a little bit um, of like the wealthy, because um, inevitably even if it's a really great church model um, and, and everybody's heart is in it, if one person coming to the church is giving, is donating $300,000 a year to the church and one person is donating $100 a year to the church, because that's all they really can give, um, and those two people come and have d- two different opinions on what we should do with the sanctuary, <laughs> there's going to naturally be this kind of vibe, even if you don't want there to be. There's going to be a vibe of, well, this, you know, Paul over here is kind of paying for the whole project, <laughs> so if he wants the carpet to be red, you know, like, and or it can be something more important, right? right like right. relationships and, and it yeah. just, money can just give a lot of power in, in weird ways, um, even if you're not trying to, uh, but especially if you are trying to, you, you know, wield that power. And so, you know, the kind of cool thing about the model here is that the person who's the CFO of our, you know, multi-million dollar company is making the same nothing. <laughs> that the person teaching, you know, teaching school or caseworker at the shelter or washing the dishes or, you know, whatever it is, we're all making that same nothing mm-hmm. uh, and having our, all our needs provided for them the same way. But um, it, it does remove that power. Not that like, again, that we can avoid power structure altogether, <laughs> but it makes it feel a little less strange that money is steering all that. Um, yeah, because
2: it's uh, unnatural yeah. Steerer of how power dynamics work, yeah, because
0: it it, it, it lacks an honesty, you know. Yeah. When money is kind of deciding, whenever money's involved, it gets it just makes everything more complicated. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm interested in you know your uh, you know you've known us for a while just because you work at the shop, the coffee shop here, and after this conversation too, what would be for you if you were like, um, I think I want I'm going to move into community all of a sudden. No pressure, by the way.
1: <laughs> but that's why we have. That's you not. Here that's not right. what this is about.
0: But for the sake of, like, um, I'm always curious. What would be the hardest thing for you? Um, what, what do you What do you imagine would be the hardest thing for you to to make that jump? Um, and what would be the most exciting thing about it? Like the most relieving or life giving thing about it, um, if you had to like guess. I I think it's
2: the the answer is both it's the same for both of those questions it's mm-hmm. i feel like my fear would be maybe this false security i have in earning money and being a part of society in that way mm-hmm. and because of maybe this you know slight mistrust that i have just for people in sure. general cuz you always kind of feel like you're about to get ripped off, someone's yeah. about to take their love away from you, or, you know, uh, it's just, everything's very conditional, you know? Yeah. And so it, that would, give me a lot of anxiety. It's like, all right, it sounds cool. It seems like everybody loves each other and they're trying to just work with each other. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as I move in, that's when it start, things start getting crazy. And now it's like everyone hates me or something and the community starts taking a downturn or something. Like that would just give me the most uh, anxiety. But then what would be most exciting too is that same thing where it's like, you're no longer a part of society in the traditional sense mm-hmm. where, you know, you're kind of, your needs are met and you, you're you not making money per se, but you're also not constantly thinking about money, mm-hmm. worrying about different, you know, tax write-offs and other kind of nonsense where it's like, did I mark that, uh, how did I, you know, <laughs> that honestly seems like the most exciting part of yeah. it where you can just live in Chicago, like a, a really awesome city. Right. And not have it be- A rat race. A rat race and yeah. a stressful money focused life, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that freedom would yeah. be worth moving in and just risking the potential yeah. of losing my whatever falsely created individuality, <laughs> my, my false <laughs> uniqueness that I think I have or whatever. It's just- uh, yeah. It, it, that might be worth risking for something like that, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, whenever we, I, I've, I, my part of my job is doing applications. And for early on, I, I realized that, um, oh, I'm not going to ever try to convince somebody to move into Jesus people because... <laughs> this is not for everybody (laughs) and i um uh i did not want to convince them to come they they really got to want it or else i did not want them to come (laughs) because then they'll they might hate it and then it's my fault that i got them that i made them think that it was the right thing for them or something you know like it's it's a very specific way of life uh and it's like we said i think a couple times it's not about like oh well we're we're just kind of, we've really figured out the Christian way <laughs> and this is the right way to do it. It's, it's one way, it's one very specific way to do this. And, but I think that one thing that is, I believe for all of us, is this idea of community in general. Some of these values, I think you can really live into regardless of whether you live in community or not. It's like right. uh, to, you know, to focus, to take money out of the center um, just even if it's like a mental gymnastics that you have to do to take it out of the center and put relationships in the center, to put God in the center, uh, to put justice in the center, to what you know, to put to center um, the right things is really what it's about. And so I'm interested, you know, for anybody like you know, how what does it look like for Joe to, for you to like, um, have what you just said you wanted like, you know, whether it's, you know, however you achieve that, like, you know, how do you get to that where it's, where you can not have to focus on this false sense of what, of individuality and not live for that. But, you know, so that's why I ask because, and we have groups come and visitors come and for any length of time. And it's, it's never about like, yeah, I think you should move in. Or I think you, you need to be living in community or you're not doing it right. But like, we hope that we can be like an inspiration to like, and like a, a, a jump starter to like have people question like, oh, what, you know, what is my life centered around? And, and, and often people like you inspire us too. It's this kind of mutual back and forth of like, oh, wow, like, you know, that, that we learn a lot from each other, you know, in that sense. And so thanks for being willing to sit with us and, and um, yeah, and have this conversation um, and, and help us see ourselves a little bit. <laughs> We wanted you, wanted you to come because we need we can't just talk about community ourselves, or we're just kind of like talking about something we both already know about. Right. But we're kind of fish in so, water.
1: Yeah, and we don't want to use a lot of jargon or a lot of like terms that we we use in community that you know maybe don't yeah, really translate. Yeah, or tell inside jokes community. or yeah. like.
0: So you, we're fishing water and we need, we need somebody to, that's on land to like pluck us out and be like, Hey, what, you know, you're can in I water, think? right? What's the deal with that? Like, yeah. And talk. And so we can actually talk about it. Like, oh well, yeah, like we, I guess that is strange. And so thanks for I being, I was feeling wet. I Yeah. So thanks for being willing to, to pluck us out of the water for a little bit and talk about it and um, just talk about life. This has been a really great time. And it's Absolutely. like, now I, yes. I know you better and I, we, I feel like when I get coffee from you next time it's going to be a whole different experience <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode and um, yeah we are um, we made a gmail account what is that gmail Debbie
1: well it's kind of long but it's very clear it's intentional community podcast at gmail.com
0: yeah so email us if you have any questions if you have topics that you think we should talk about in future episodes we'd love to hear from you and check out our social media stuff that's in the description.